Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And, and you're, you're about, about to, to Get, get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 143 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Naruto Shippuden episodes 28 through 32, where Team Guy is still playing Stop Hitting Yourself, Kakashi is serving looks, and Deidara goes out on a bang. Yeah, he goes out on a bang, with a bang, uh, adjacent to a bang, look over there, there's a bang, hey, give me a call, who's that on the phone? It's bang. That's what he does, that's all he does, it's this whole thing, I hate his character. Let's jump in. <laughs> Do you hate him more or less than you hate when somebody plays as him in the Naruto fighting game? Oh man, I I don't know, man. It's it's there's a lot of there's a lot of frustration that I have with him. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, let's jump into the uh, the the cool things that have happened this week. First and foremost, Blake has put out not one, but two new blog entries. Uh, sometimes one I patron write. Only, <laughs> one patron only, one non-patron only. Um, so, <laughs> no, no, I mean, patrons can also read it, but everybody can read it. <laughs> they're they're both what, on Patreon, but you can only read one of them if you are currently a patron. <laughs> That's that's what I meant. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so you could do that if you want to. Also, while you're just surfing around reading things, you can also vote on the next show that's going to be replacing Hunter x Hunter. Um, as we uh, we have to say whatever new show that we choose with an X in between whenever I announce it at some <laughs> point. <laughs> so, like, if you want to be the most ridiculous one, you could be, like, full X Metal X... Alchemist X Brotherhood. <laughs> See, uh, you've already by this created controversy because Full Metal is a single word. So, in a, in the same way as people were mad at us over that, they will be mad at us for this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, uh, Vinland Saga, Samurai Champloo, and um, Outlaw Star are the yeah the current. Episodes. I I have said this to Spencer several times. I don't know if I've said it on the show yet. I think this is probably the most exciting group of shows. Uh, I don't know. I I'm not sure that it there isn't a show that appeared on a previous poll that I was more excited about. But all mm-hmm. of these shows are like top of list for shows that I either want to watch or want to rewatch. And yeah. uh, I just I think they're all really exciting. Like there's no. Even though Dimension W is great, that's sort of my go-to example of like a poll that had shows that I was excited to watch where a show that I had never heard of won. It turned out great. I love that show. But I actually listened to our first episode of that yesterday. But, uh, you know, these are all shows that I'm very familiar with, either as shows that I've wanted to see for a long time or shows that I have seen. And I really like all of them. Very excited. Yeah, currently it's a horse race between Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and Samurai Champloo. Yeah, you uh, put Samurai your fucking Sh- finger on the scale there on Twitter. I caught you. I caught you in the act. <laughs> Spencer so has now revealed publicly there. which one was his. Well, uh, I was going to do that inside of this episode anyways. So How dare, Blake, sir. Blake picked Outlaw Star. So if you want to support Blake and all of his endeavors, you can also vote on Outlaw Star. Yeah, if you want to vote for Outlaw Star or that. for me as a person, vote for Outlaw <laughs> Star. 
Um, I I uh, put on their Samurai Champloo. Um, as many people know, Cowboy Bebop is possibly my favorite anime. Um, I don't know who would be able to ever topple it. Um, but Samurai Champloo is definitely in my top ten as well. Um, same creator. Um, really fantastic artwork. Uh, really fantastic animation quality. Um, really fantastic music and weird storylines. There's just a lot of really good things about the show. Um, and then you have our two other ones. So one of them is Vinland Saga. Vinland Saga was chosen at random from our Patreon patrons. Um, they all got uh, the chance to vote on or give us a, uh, what they wanted to put inside of there. I was either going to pick one at random if nobody picked the same thing, or if multiple people picked the same thing, I was going to take the one that had the most votes. Um, turns out everybody gave us different things, um, and so I was just like, okay, I put it into a number generator and picked the randomest one out of it, um, <laughs> which was Vinless Saga. Yeah, um, and then I did. Uh, I wanted to do the same thing on Twitter, except for we got like nine people that voted in for Full Metal Alchemist Brother. <laughs> uh, that's not surprising. Like, it's a it's a huge hit. So yeah, this is not planned, but uh, a quick hit on each of these and why you should vote for them: Outlaw Star, wacky ass space opera with spaceships that have arms. Uh, I have never seen it. Never seen it before. Spencer has told me that I will love it, and we have talked about it many times on this show. So I was hoping that this would be our chance to watch it. Uh, Samurai Champloo, you you hit that one because I've actually never seen that either. Oh man, Samurai Champloo is a uh, is a samurai um, like. it's a samurai epic where uh, you're following around three characters. Two of them are wandering Ronin. Um, and one of them is a girl named Fu. Um, and (laughs) they are, uh, going around doing episodic adventures. And some episodes are tied to the main plot line. Um, just kind of like how you get in cowboy bebop. Um, so it's, it's a really, really fantastic storyline. It also has some of the most, unreal good fight scenes that you will see in anime. I, I, I've constantly told people that they're like, I, you know, my favorite, my favorite fights inside of anime are sword fights or hand to hand combats or gun gun fights that aren't involving magic. Um, and I'm like, okay, cool. Watch Samurai Champloo or watch Cowboy Bebop. And the reason why you should do both of those things is because they're going to give you exactly what you want. There is no magic in Samurai Champloo. There is no like wacky space jumps or anything like that in that show. Instead, it is just good old fashioned badass fighting. It's really, really good. Um, then well, I guess the other two shows. <laughs> yeah, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is the re remake of the Full Metal Alchemist anime done to the actually, far superior. <laughs> uh, yeah, most people like it more. Uh, I. I think they're both good, actually. Um, I haven't seen the that first one in a wrong. long time, but I remember watching it in high school and just being blown away and then finding out in college that it was a divergence from the manga, which goes in a completely different direction. So they're actually really, other than the, the beginning third to the beginning half of the shows, they're they're completely different stories. Uh, Brotherhood yeah. is the one that follows the manga. So this was released after the manga was finished or at least near its finish. Um, in, in contrast to the original show, 
they wanted to release a show that actually told the story of the manga from start to finish. That's what Brotherhood does, although it does cut some corners at the beginning because the other show has already told that part of the story, uh, which I think is one of the great shortfalls of Full Monogamous Brotherhood, an otherwise nearly flawless show. Uh, it tops the list of people's favorite anime. It probably tops the list of most people's anime you would suggest to people who have never seen anime before. It's just a great Definitely. show all all around. Uh, would be a big hit and is the current front runner. Um, yeah. And then the last one, Vinland Saga, probably the dark horse of the race. Uh, probably the one that the fewest people have heard about because unless you stumbled upon it or have been following recent anime, uh, it might just be something that you haven't had the chance to be exposed to. It's uh, it's like a Viking story. It's... Um, it's supposed to be. It's excellent. supposed to be. It's yeah. It's supposed to be fantastic. I have seen the first couple of episodes of it uh, because when I originally picked it up, there were only a couple of episodes to watch, mm-hmm. um, and so I was like, "Okay, this is going to be interesting. Let me see what it's like." It is really good. It is a storyline that you are not used to seeing if you're watching a lot of anime, um, mostly from the fact that it takes. It takes place in an actual historic, um, like, venue that is very different from, you know... A, a lot of the historic venues inside of anime are just, like, different parts of Japan during different eras. Um, whereas this is taking place in, like, you know, Norse history. Um, it is it is really, really interesting. It is... Um, apparently the fight sequences inside of it are just unreal. Um, so I'm, I'm very, very interested. Yeah, it's supposed um, but, to be, I think, kind of Game of Thronesy, also in how like intense it is. So uh, the the book's not the show, uh, or maybe the show before the last season. <laughs> <laughs> these are these are all great choices. Yeah. Uh, vote on your favorite. Uh, vote correctly. <laughs> and, Look, uh, you know we're gonna start it pretty soon, actually. Yeah. Um. The the only big piece of anime news that I've noticed inside of the world, um, is that uh we have we have a new anime overlord. If you haven't heard about it, <laughs> uh, maybe I have. I don't know. What? Who is it? Oh, it's it's the it's the purchase of Crunchyroll. I think. Oh uh, yeah, from uh, from uh, Funimation, who is also owned by Sony. That was a while ago, though. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the big that's the big news that people have like kind of dredged up again this week. Um, mm. I I didn't have any other big news of the week. Slow and... news day. <laughs> the <laughs> the only other thing that I I wanted to uh, briefly chat about before we get started in today's coverage, though, um, is that uh, I have I have noticed something very recently um and it it sort of irked me when i noticed it um but it's it's just like like a quick little soapbox um the elusive spencer soapbox so so when i have been going on to just kind of like see you know how we're doing kind of like as a podcast we we look to grow and keep on expanding out and keep on doing more shows like that um and so i check out every once in a while to see how you know how we're doing inside of the charts and stuff like that um we've been doing all right inside of manga and animation um but recently um uh the Apple podcasts have decided that they have, or they were going to switch it up throughout like the month of November to January to change their like algorithm and kind of throw everybody I out love of that whack. You just said the month of November to January. <laughs> 
I, the months. Did you mean sorry. December or? So November, December, and January. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so they were trying to shake it up, and I think the reason why is kind of twofold. The first thing that I, that apparently what was happening was they were giving rank and credence to new shows that were coming up inside of their algorithm, um, which kind of bumped off a lot of other people, unless you have a threshold for number of people that are going to be downloading and listening to your show weekly. And I think that that's like a kind of a, a shady thing to do. And I think the reason that they're doing it is because I don't know if you've noticed, but there are just an insane amount of podcasts that have happened during the pandemic. <laughs> and I think it's because yeah, people it was just already have kind of a joke that everybody has a podcast, but that's really become true during pandemic times. Yeah. It's, it got so bad at some point that people were like, I can't find a microphone to buy. And I'm just kind of like, Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and it's, it's one of those things that I think is really interesting that there are so many people that are doing so many new things. And I, I, I genuinely think it is a good thing that people put out as much art and new things as possible. My problem with it inside of the world of podcasting is that there are so many people that are just like two people on a Zoom call, recording the Zoom call and releasing it out. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't listen to this. And I swear yeah, that, that uh, community podcast that was the biggest letdown of 2020. Oh my God. That has a big asterisk next to it. That's in it does not stand up in court. Yeah. It's just, it's, <laughs> but man, that podcast is no good. There's just like, there are so many of them that I was listening through and I was just like, <laughs> all you need is like a really quick, like sound editing thing. Like just, just go through it real quick. And all of uh, that, maybe all, a bit of an outline. <laughs> yeah. And all of that is to say, I understand that everybody wants to put out more fun stuff. We've been doing this for a long time. We're kind of old hats in it at this point, which is weird to say. Um, but I, I think that one of the things that people should do, um, is do, if you're going to put out a podcast or put out something that you really love to put out there, have a quick conversation with people that are also doing it and we can give you fun, quick hints. All of that <laughs> is to say that we like to communicate with people that are doing these kinds of things. And I have reached out to a couple of them before. And, uh, a lot of them are just like, I had no idea about this, this, and this very simple things. And I was just like, Oh God, please, please. If you were thinking of starting a podcast or you have started a podcast and you're like, I don't know how this sounds. And it's not to say that we're the best. The only reason we sound as good as we do is because Rashad is very good at what he does. Um, yeah, we have a, a literal wizard yeah, working for us. <laughs> he, is, he is very good at what he does. We are two idiots with two different microphones, but we picked up a couple of different things along the way. Please talk to us about it first. Like, or just reach out to somebody that's doing something and just like have a quick conversation about like some quick and helpful hints because we want this to continue growing as a medium, but it's one of those things that I can see like the cracks forming kind of how the cracks have formed with like YouTube where it's just like, there are people that pour an insane amount of money into YouTube in order to get in. And that is happening inside of podcasting too. And I'm like, that will happen more if it's saturated with people that don't know how to make quality content. 
<laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of it makes you what you're saying makes me think of like the fan fiction community where like fan fiction has kind of a bad reputation for people that aren't in that community for being childish and low quality and it's like that's it's actually the sturgeon's law which is that most of everything is crap and that you know the the reason a lot of fanfic is not as you know not not even close to like you know publishing standards or whatever is that um there you know you there are no publishing standards you can publish your first draft you don't have to have, you know you don't even have to be a teenager yet you know like there's just anybody can write it anybody with any amount of skill any amount of planning any amount of i don't know latent you know uh ability to to craft story or whatever can write that and you see that a lot with youtube you saw it with vine with Twi- tiktok uh and and you you know it's definitely a thing in the podcast space as well as like a lot of these things that that distribute your podcast to Spotify and Apple podcasts and all that stuff, they're free. You don't have to pay to get on Spotify. You, you do if you put out enough, uh, enough content. Like I think we have to pay a little bit. Uh, that's part of what the patron support uh, pays for is that uh, we put out more hours of content per week or month or however long the period is then is allowed on the free level but if you're going under that you can make a podcast for free oh yeah and push it out to places pretty simply um all you have to do is record it and upload it and and then push it out so that's i think what you're getting at is that a lot of a lot of uh a lot of these spaces that are sort of open door spaces can become crowded with low quality content of people that are just trying to make a thing and aren't really equipped or even interested in making it good if you are not necessarily equipped uh with skills or experience but you are interested in making it good then reaching out to somebody who has been putting out something at a higher level of quality is a good way to to circumvent that and please do that it's the rising (laughs) tide that lifts all ships (laughs) yes it's one of those things it's one of those things that i i just like i i know i've i know i've spent time inside of like a soapbox to do sort of those things before but i i have i've said this before i will say it forever you know when blake and i started doing stuff and it continues to this day um i i do not i do not mind talking to people about stuff i never mind promoting other people's stuff especially stuff that people like care about and wanted to work off and stuff like that and i like i will i'm i'm happy to work with people on that because at the end of the day i like i like to help other artists put out good art and i believe that like putting out podcasts like it is it is not you know high art Unless you're doing something obviously that's like scripted, or you know you're you're putting out something like that, right? Um, or you're putting out your music. There's a lot of different podcasts that are art, um, but a lot of them are just like you know a couple of people shooting back and forth. But there is a like a method to the madness with it, um, and I I think that I think that if if you love this medium and you want to be a part of this medium, um, feel free to like jump in, but try try to like 
better the medium and, you know, give people something at the end of the day that makes other people want to come and be a part of it. Because I swear, man, there are so many people that I have seen, on, especially on like Twitter and Reddit, where everyone seems to be jaded, um, that there are so many people that are just like, uh, I make a podcast and I hate podcasts. And I'm just like, hate, I hate that sentence. Because it's yeah. just like, the reason the reason we wanted to make this thing is because we had a show that we loved and we wanted to be a part of the medium because we loved the show and we wanted to like commit to it as well. Many people have heard us say this before. If you're new and you've never joined into us, number one, why are you listening to this Naruto episode fo- so far in? Number two, um, the show that we are talking about is called Jay and Miles Explain the X-Men. Um, it is the show that inspired us to do what we do just in a different form you know, a a different thing that we're talking about, but that show is done really, really well. Um, and it made me be like, Oh, we should do this. But before we start doing this, I know that we have to do a couple of episodes and make sure that they sound good before releasing it to the world. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. It's just, yeah. Take, take, take the resources that are there to help you, you know, up your game, uh, preferably before you even start. Cause then you start on a, a better foot. Yeah. Uh, if people are like me and they have to start from episode one and can't listen to any later episodes out of order, then, uh, I've, I have started podcasts that are long running podcasts that I believe I will like that are so far back in the years that I think that they just don't have it figured out yet. And I can't make it to modern, modern day. Mm-hmm. And I just stop listening. So, yeah. you know, you can get around that by, uh, by by starting on a good foot. Okay, I uh, I have two quick notes and one big note before we get started. Uh, two quick notes are just things I haven't talked about in a while. We have a Discord. If you want to join the Discord, there are links on our social media. If you can't find those links, just reach out to us. Uh, send us a private message or even just like tweet at us. We'll put the Discord link out there. It's a public Discord. Uh, it's really cool. Lots of people talking about anime. It's uh, It's not like an ongoing conversation at all hours of the day, but there are people on there that are, are able to talk. We, we have conversations that strike up a couple times a week usually. Um, so if you're looking for a place to chit chat with some anime fans, we are there. Uh, the people on there are super cool. You could be a super cool person with them. So it's available. I also have some Spotify and YouTube playlists. They uh, Spotify playlist is just, it's just out there. Uh, it's a Blake and Spencer get jumped. Uh, the soundtrack, I think is what I called it. Uh, or maybe the album. Uh, it has um, it has songs from the intros and outros of shows we've covered. It does not have covers, so a lot of songs are sk- uh, are skipped because they're just not available on Spotify. Uh, but if you if you want to listen to that Spotify, you can access it with uh, you can access it even if you don't have a uh, like a premium Spotify account. You should be able to find that playlist and play it. Um, it is you know constantly being updated. Uh, also we have YouTube playlists. There are intros and outro YouTube playlists. There are also, um, fight YouTube playlists. I've just recently updated that with some fights from the first episode of soul eater. There's a lot of good stuff on that. So if you want to just put on dope ass anime fights, there's hours of content on that playlist. You can find that on our podcast, YouTube channel, uh, for Blake and Spencer get jumped. So go find that, look at our playlists, watch the fights, um, those are all good things. I just haven't talked about them in a while. Um, and then one last note, this is our 200th episode. I know that it's number 143, but as you know, if you've been listening for a while, 
We also have Monday pods, which use a different numbering system. We have Patreon-only pods, which use a different numbering system. And we have uh, just special episodes, like when we have crossovers or when in the past we've been able to do interviews with people at conventions and stuff like that. So with all of those combined, this is our 200th episode. Uh, And it's pretty fitting that we're doing Naruto because that's our most popular show. So uh, welcome to episode 200 also known as episode 143. Congratulations. Okay, so on a more important note uh, about TikTok, like, has anybody (laughs) ever realized... (laughs) Sorry. Oh, man, I miss Vine over TikTok so much. TikTok is just Vine, but worse. You will not be able to change my life. Man, TikTok makes me so angry because everybody is just... Everybody sees one person doing one thing, and then they all do the same thing, and I'm just kind of like, ugh. Like do your Look, own. You could say the same thing about Vine, but there's this. There was this article posted by Mark Rosewater many, many moons ago. Mark Rosewater is the lead designer of Magic: The Gathering, and has been for a long time. And he posted something about essentially there is a lot of creative power in restrictions, whether you have deadlines or uh, you know barriers that you need to fit your creative work into. Um, there's there can be something really focusing about that. And I think that's something that Vine had that TikTok does not seem to have, which is uh, Vine, you had to get your shit done in 10 seconds or less. And your, if your skit didn't fit there, there were there are so many that were super creative and could find a way to fit something hilarious into that 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And there were many that failed. Definitely the, the Sturgeon's Law applies here. Uh, it totally applies to t- TikTok too. There are some people that are doing a great job. I know I don't like TikTok and I don't use TikTok but I did have my boss showed me a person on TikTok whose videos I have watched several of and I think are hilarious and great as a you know, generally high quality. But like I, I think there's something missing from that limitation where it's just like all you have to do is just do the same thing you would do to make a Facebook live or an Instagram live. You just make a video. The The barrier is so low to entry that you're getting extra Sturgeon's Law and it's very frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is just sorry about all this complaining, y'all. I mean, I'm excited that we're at episode 200 as well. Look, we've been doing this for a couple of years now. This is crazy. It's really yeah, we're so old now. It's really weird that we're doing this, and it, the thing that is is extra weird is that because last year was the pandemic year, um, we like lost a year of doing so many like big milestone crazy things for the podcast and at the same time we still had these like crazy milestone things that we did for the podcast isn't that weird to think about like it's yeah i actually was thinking about this the other day where i was like oh i have like a long-running modestly successful podcast that feels strange and like maybe it's a thing that somebody else is doing and i'm just imagining it and then i was like no it's real and you're just like yeah we did an episode with one of the biggest anime youtubers ever like yeah that that also does not feel real (laughs) yeah and you know that's just oh man that's so wild that that he was so nice and so fun yeah Anyways, um, we also have stuff to talk about this week. Oh, man. These these episodes are light on cool things. Um, and uh, The decompression is strong with these ones. Yeah. So, with all that being said, we have to talk about Naruto Shippuden. Uh, but first, we have to find out what happened on previously. So, so what happened? 
Naruto Shippuden is a follow-up series from the original series, Naruto. Uh, it is a time skip three years after the end of the events in Naruto. If you are playing along at home with the manga edition, you will not have a Naruto Shippuden. It's all just Naruto. You'll need to do a goog and find out where the time skip is if you want to pick up with the Shippuden part of the plot, because the name does not change in the manga, nor does the numbering reset. Uh, in this, in the anime, to disambiguate, they have separated it by title. Uh, Naruto is our main character. He started off as a sort of uh, a troublemaking, loudmouth class clown because he doesn't doesn't get enough attention. Um, fuck up, and uh, he has since progressed into a quite a bit more. F- focused and centered person although still has those brash tendencies to his personality he is a ninja in training he took three years off to get much stronger so that he could try and get his best bud back uh his best bud abandoned the village at the end of the uh original series and now he has devoted now naruto has devoted his life to getting this dude back uh he did some training under a dude named jiraiya and has since returned to his home village the village hidden in the leaves to uh, rejoin a sort of slightly modified version of his old team. Now it's him with Kakashi, his old mentor, who has what's called a Sharingan Eye. Although he was not born with it, you're supposed to be born with it, but Kakashi got it through other means uh, that I don't think we've explored yet in the show. So he has a, car- a Sharingan Eye as a, as a bonus uh, skill. He's a very powerful ninja. He was their initial mentor. Uh, he still serves as a mentor, but now they're you know much more much more in peer status because of how much stronger Naruto has gotten and how much older he's gotten. Uh, Sakura was also his former teammate. She used to suck totally. She was like an interesting character that just, she looked interesting, but she wasn't actually interesting. She has now become interesting. She has grown powers. She has a personality to call her own. And she has just finished a dope ass fight against a, an evil puppet user with a nice puppet user, a woman named Granny Chio. Uh, Chio comes from the village hidden in the sand. She is kind of an old curmudgeon who has had her heart softened by the heart and spirit that Naruto and Sakura have shown. Um, they have also been aided by Team Guy. Uh, Guy, uh, also better known as Might Guy, is another mentor at the same sort of age and level as Kakashi. He has a team of uh, students at about Naruto's age, Rock Lee, Neji, and Tenten. Everybody hates Tenten. And the other two are cool. They have been fighting doppelgangers of themselves because of releasing a seal that allowed the other team to get into the villain's hideout. The villains are a group known as the Akatsuki. They are uh, a sort of loose uh, affiliation of very powerful and dangerous ninja. The Akatsuki members that we're focused on today are Daedara. Uh, and Daedara has hands shit i always mix this up he has mouths in the palms of his hands and those mouths eat some clay and infuse that clay with his chakra which is the energy of this uh, universe that allows people to do crazy cool anime stuff and the chakra turns the clay into uh like animated puppets that he can control but they are also bombs and he can cause them to go off um, the reason the Akatsuki are around is because of this kid named Gara. Gara was a previous antagonist of Naruto's who uh, was turned into a friend after they fought and you know went through some some uh, village invasion stuff. Uh, since fighting each other, Gara's life has turned around. He feels that he has meaning, and he has actually become the uh, 
not the Hokage. I think the Suna Kage. Kazekage. Um, Kazekage. Thank you. Kazekage. The Kazekage is the basically ninja president of the village hidden in the sand in the same way that the Hokage is the ninja president of the village hidden in the leaves where Naruto lives. Gara was abducted by the Akatsuki because Gara has a giant demon beast living inside of him and the Akatsuki wanted it. They took it out of him. The result was that Gara was killed. Deidara is now fleeing with Gara's corpse in a giant clay bird that he made. And uh, Naruto and Kakashi are in pursuit of him because they want Gara back. And also Naruto, I don't think, really believes that he's dead yet. And so he wants to he wants to stop Deidara and get Gara back and then, you know, hopefully revive him somehow. And that picks us up in episode 28. Yeah, episode 28 is called Beasts Alive Again. And why is it called this? I have no idea. Basically, yeah, almost none of these episode titles make any sense. <laughs> yeah, so what happens inside of this episode is just the wrap-up of the dumb doppelganger fight that has been happening. Um, it is, Team Guy is it's fighting awful. against themselves. Um, there is just going to be a back and forth, and it just goes on forever. It is just a... I have, I, I have to go through it, because... One, I think this is filler. I don't think this happens at all in the manga, but it has been a long time since I've read these manga chapters, and I might be wrong. I can guarantee that it does not get this focus in the manga. I'm consulting I the oracle. If they fight their doppelgangers at all, they do it largely off screen. Yeah, I'm consulting the oracle. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, so here's what happens. They're fighting their doppelgangers. So if if you weren't following along, some some ninja magic created doppelgangers of each of them at four separate locations that are perfect matches of them. And so they, they've been fighting for a while and this has been the sort of like cut, cut to this to fill a bit of screen time before we get back to the actual interesting stuff that's going on plot line for a minute. And now they get this whole episode to themselves almost. And it's still just as boring as it ever has been, but the interesting change, there is some nice animation. It's not high quality, but there are some things that look really good where I was just like, man, this show has come a long way. But otherwise, this whole section of plot is just so boring. It's so tension free. And then they throw in a slightly interesting hook in there, which is that the actual heroes are starting to get tired. They're like, man, are these are these antagonists getting stronger? Are these copies of us getting stronger? And they realize, no, we are just getting weaker because we are people and we've been fighting for a while. So we're getting tired. But they are just like magic copies of us. So their power level is set at whatever our power level was in the moment we encountered them. And this gives Lee the bright idea of how to beat them. And he presents this to them. Like it is some genius revelation and it is maybe the dumbest thing (laughs) I have ever heard, (laughs) which is if they are stronger than us, all we have to do is get stronger than them. And that's it. He's just like, (laughs) they are as strong as we were when we met them. We should get stronger than we were when we met them. And then we will win. And while it is not a, position devoid of logic it just doesn't make sense like if it were that simple i don't think any one of them would have needed this entire fight to figure it out like in order to beat my opponent i need to be stronger than them is not 
it's not a new concept. It is not a revelation. This is just fighting 101. You either have to be stronger or you have to be smarter. It's got to be okay. one of the two. According and, to uh, according to Nerudopedia, oh, by the way, because yeah, I've consulted uh-huh. the Oracle. Um, so apparently it, it does happen inside of the manga. Um, however, most of the fight takes place largely off screen while you're watching the uh, the fight between uh, Lady Chiyo, uh, Sakura, and um, uh, I've already forgotten his name. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I figured I figured as much that um that the basically that you would see they were fighting doppelgangers of themselves and that's why they did not immediately return to assist in the major fights that were actually, you know, where the plot was focused on and that that we kind of left it at that. But the show does not leave it at that. It it fills so much time with this nonsense. It's just it's not good. There again, there are some nice animation touches where you're like, hey, the animation quality, like the baseline animation quality of these action sequences has risen a lot in the years that Naruto has been on the air. And I enjoyed that. And I will say the we need to get stronger thing was kind of nice in one perspective, which was they talk a lot about this. And this is very much the ethos of Mike Guy's team, but particularly of Rock Lee, which is I want to work hard to be better than I was yesterday and that is a really lovely sentiment that i think these characters embody fairly well and i think this situation does technically embody and i totally had a reaction to it where i was like hey this part of this plot is kind of nice like make me better than i was yesterday i should always strive to be better than i was last hour last minute whatever that's a great thought and it, it can be a really inspiring philosophy. And I liked that. It was just couched in a plot line that is there to fill time, that is done poorly to the point of being boring. And it really just, it, it was a bright spot in a dark episode. Yeah. Um, the other things that are going to happen inside of this episode, by the way, they're they're going to win. Um, that's, that's yeah. you know, this that's was a what they do. Conclusion. Um, the other thing that is going to happen, do which is... immediately, immediately upon realizing they need to get stronger than they were, they just do. Yeah. Um, the that's other thing... problem with this, there's no story to it. <laughs> the other thing that is very important to the story is that Sakura wants to take uh, Lady Chiyo back to the Sand Village to cure her. Um, Chiyo says, uh, we, we certainly can do that, but first I have to do something else that's very important. Um, and so they stick around. That takes us into episode 29, Kakashi Enlightened, which gives us really two big plot points. And that's it. Um, the plot points are first, uh, Deidara is going to get his arm completely ripped off by Kakashi using the Makigo. Oh god, I can't say it right now. Uh, the what? <laughs> the Mangekyo? The mango flavored Sharingan. <laughs> <laughs> so Kakashi is so Sharingan eyes are special eyes, special ninja eyes that can do all kinds of things, and they have Mangekyo. a sort of second form called Mangekyo that can do I extra special things. And Kakashi has has real has uh, revealed recently that he has Mangekyo Sharingan, but this is the first time you ever see it, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, he basically creates a like a dimensional warp that is almost like a tiny localized black hole. Yep. 
and he sucks Datara's arm right the fuck out of existence. Yeah, Dardara. I think he actually uh, just sucks <laughs> the connecting tissue of the arm, but he's like, "Here, this is mine now." Yeah, um, you you missed my joke of calling him Dardara. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, um, oh, thank you for saying it again. Cause I liked it. Yeah. Anyways, um, this, uh, there's, there's going to be like a, a quick back and forth, but then, oh man, this, this, these moments always get to me where Naruto just loses it. Um, he finds the dead body of Gara. He, I, it, I don't know if he hasn't, hadn't well, accepted he, it yet. He's he, he does a sneak attack on Datara because Kakashi's trying to use Mankekyo again. He did not mean to take off Datara's arm. He meant to take off Datara's whole fucking body. Yeah. And he's trying again, and Datara dodges it. But Naruto uses this distraction to get the jump on him, and it's so fucking sweet. It's just such a cool hero moment where Naruto is just suddenly there, and it's like, I'm going to punch the shit out of you. Oh, yeah. And he does it. It's great. It's very good. It's really it's really nice for me, because I just love seeing Datara get punched in the face. <laughs> um, and Spencer and, hates Datara so much. He is the least interesting version of... Like, there is nobody more boring on the Akatsuki. He is so boring. And it's because he just... I just am so uninterested in his fighting style. Like, I understand well, that it's kind of, like, cool when you put it into a bubble of, like, it's very different and than a lot of other people do. Um, but if you put him, even with his partner, you know, his partner is a, is a puppet user that turned himself into a living puppet. How cool is that? Um, you know, you have, you have, uh, you know, uh, uh, Sasuke's older brother who's, who's, you know, you know, really powerful Sasuke. Itachi is just amazing. Um, you have a guy that's like a living shark person and then you got mouth hands. Like I just, <laughs> I'm done with him. I just, <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, he, I think, uh, if I'm gonna read into your reaction a little bit, I think I think Datara has a good design, but I think you're a little underwhelmed by it. But also, Datara is a bit of a one-trick pony. It's so like, one-trick. His powers begin and end at eating clay and spitting it out as bombs. And I think for me, I think I uh, this almost sounds weird. I think I imprinted on Datara a little bit because Datara and Sasori are the first. Like we have met, we've met the Akatsuki and the, we were introduced to the idea of the Akatsuki back in Naruto, the original series, when Itachi showed up with his partner Kisame and they were both very cool and very strong and very dangerous. And they did a good job of establishing that the Akatsuki is a group of cool, strong, dangerous characters. Daedara and Sasori are the first people that we've seen after that, that we've, that we've met properly. Um, we've we've you know seen silhouettes and and met other characters in other ways, but these are the first two where we get to know them, who they are, what they can do, and I think for me, I was so excited and filled with a sort of like excited dread about how how cool and dangerous these characters were going to be, and then we finally meet them, and Datara has this totally unique ability to create these bombs and it's it's used in really interesting ways i mean it's not just bombs he he, you know he makes these clay animals of various different types and they function in different ways and create different sort of you know there there are like face hugger spider bombs there are the you know super explosion bombs there's there's all kinds of different things and so i think 
For me, I was like, hey, that power seems really different. It seems really exciting. It does seem dangerous. It does seem powerful. I'm totally in. Then they introduce Sasori, and he's got this, like, scorpion thing. And I was like, that's cool. And then they reveal that Sasori is actually, like, a pretty normal-looking dude. And this the scorpion thing was a shell, and I was uh, bummed out by it. And so, for me, Sasori became a, a sort of, like, a character that represented a disappointment in uh, not living up to the expectations I I developed upon seeing him. Whereas Daedara did live up to the expectations I had about the Akatsuki. And so for me, I think I really like Daedara. Also, he's a really good fight later on. Uh, and uh, But for you, I think I completely see where you're coming from. That he just like, he is what he says on the tin. And there's really no expansion of his abilities. And while the abilities aren't devoid of creativity, they don't really go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And that progression of powers is a lot of like the excitement that you and I get out of it. Yeah. And so he I, basically I see what you're saying. He's also like a guy that basically has a catchphrase. Like he's, he's that guy oh, that yeah. shows up and he's just like, Oh, it's explosive. And it's just like, shut up. Like catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. Catchphrase. Anyways. Laugh, 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 um, laugh, laugh. So what's going to ha- be happening inside of the show other than, uh, Daedara being obnoxious, um, is that, uh, Gara's corpse is going to be found by Naruto and Naruto is going to lose it, which I love. Every time Naruto goes into like Fox Shoal form, I just love it so much every single time and every time it is about to be something amazing and for me for me personally (laughs) it's great because i get to see naruto literally beat datara to death (laughs) (laughs) but he hulks out pretty hard here i mean it you find out that it's just a clone but in the moment you're just like this is great. Um, he he yeah. loses it to a point where he's like beating his knuckles bloody, which is just like you know that he's really you know losing it when it's something like that happening. Which takes us into episode the thirty. Thing. Oh yeah, episode thirty. Yeah. Give us the title. Aesthetics of an instant. The clone thing is weird. Yes, because. What we've established, and we haven't talked about this in our episode yet, but Daedara got his arm taken off. His other arm that's still there was crushed earlier. Yep. And the way that he uses his powers is by using his mouths to chew up clay. And then, you know, he can he can animate that clay. And I don't think he has to make hand signs. I don't I don't remember him really doing hand signs at all or being this is not a, a situation like Orochimaru where they took away Orochimaru's hands and so now he can't use jutsu. Uh, I think Daedara, he just, he's got mouths on his hands and he needs to put the clay in those mouths, but one hand is broken and one hand is gone. Uh, and I don't know where he did this clay. The, he does a clay substitution jutsu. I don't know where he fucking got it. Like, where did it come from? I, I have a he question. Uses, I have so he many uses questions. his face mouth early later on, but he did not do it here, and I don't know what's happening. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, for some reason, he's done this, um, and uh, before he is able to get his real body to escape, a couple of things happen. Kakashi calms down Naruto by using a a, a tag that had been given to him by Jiraiya to suppress the chakra that is coming out of him. Um, Daedara is apprehended by Team Guy, who shows up just in time to 
have Daedara explode at them. Um, and, uh, then Kakashi just in time uses his Shuringan, uh, to absorb all of the explosion, um, and cry some bloody tears. Um, and then, yeah, also the, the team guy thing is just yet another disappointment and a long line of disappointments for them Mm -hmm. who are otherwise a dope ass team. Uh, because they're like, Hey, uh, Daedara's trying to sneak away and then they are there and it's kind of funny. And then he's like, well, I'm going to try to sneak away anyways. And then they like surround him. And then like two scenes later or two, two shots later, he is like running away from all four of them in a line together, chasing him. And I'm like, you guys had him surrounded moments ago. I know. This guy has I no just, usable arms or jutsu. Just... Like how are you guys ninja at all? <laughs> okay. And then we have a point that I'm not going to bring up until I tell you the next episode's name, which is episode 31, The Legacy. This episode has a very interesting and very poignant thing that happens inside of it, which is that we see one of our first uh, sacrifices inside of Naruto Shippuden. This is going to be one of the things that we don't really have inside of the original Naruto series. Like... We we don't we, we haven't really seen this you know there, there's death of random ninjas and enemy ninjas that you see um, but this is going to be the first time that we have a character who is going to die for real and I think only beyond the Hokage which was a real thing yeah but he's doing like he's doing that inside of like an epic final battle this is going to be one of those that like takes the air out of you a little bit um there's yeah. going to be a lot of them in Shippuden that do that because you know it's it's one of those things that that happens in really good writing where you're just like this character was taken away and it didn't feel like they had to be taken away but instead it felt like they chose to make a decision that helped uh, somebody else at the sacrifice of themselves which is what happens where old lady chio decides that um in order for there to be a future moving forward for the village hidden in the sand it is more important to not have an old woman who's who spent the rest you know spent her life working forward it is much more important to have the kazikage alive and well and standing up for their village so she sacrifices herself with her life energy to basically breathe life back into gara and dies semi off screen um but the way that it is told is that while she is giving life back to gara inside of this moment you're watching naruto realize like this person is somebody that is important to the history of this ninja lineage and he is standing with these other people inside of his past, and he steps out of line to run back and pull Gara back from the brink. And it's just this like really beautiful way that it is done. And it has this like poignant moments inside of it. And there's a lot of things in Naruto that like don't really get you if you're you're not having like an emotional moment with the show. A lot of times it doesn't really hit you emotionally. But there are some moments that like get you and this one got me while I was watching it and I was just like it's yeah. beautiful it's it's a really it's a really I can't think of the word other than other than poignant it's a very poignant moment yeah, inside it's very of the moving. uh it's very cathartic very heartfelt very tragic 
But also, I, I noticed during all of these episodes, but particularly these last two, uh, one thing that is true throughout Naruto, the music is phenomenal. Yep. Naruto has some of the best uh, like in-episode music that I can think of. And it is just, it's, it, it's really specific. It uses a, uh, like a cool callback to like traditional Japanese instrumentation while also feeling like more current, but like in these sad moments, you know, they, they pull out this, <clears throat> I don't think it's violin. It might be, uh, but it, it might be a similar instrument. Is it they, the, they pull is out it the shamisen? Yeah. It's uh, it's the one that it's the one that geishas play. It's like a it's like a yes. a little it's like a a little stand up. It looks kind of like a if you made a super skinny cello. Um, okay, that's what it kind I of think looks that's like. It. Um, and I think that's how you say the name of it. But it's it's like wow. the the reason I'm thinking about the name of it. The only reason I can think of the name of it immediately is because I have recently rewatched uh, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and there is. Um, um, there is Titus's previous lives. He was a geisha, um, and he Murakasi. played <laughs> Murasaki. Yeah, Murasaki. Murasaki. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she plays her. I think it's like Shamisen or Semishin. Somebody tell me in in Twitter what I've gotten wrong here. I'm certain I've gotten it incorrect. <laughs> it's a lot. We always get a lot wrong. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. It's just the music is so good here, and it really heightens it. And honestly. Uh, like these, this is six episodes. We're not done. This is six episodes that should have been three episodes maximum. Yep. Like it, we've had this problem with Naruto before. We are going to have it some more. These are some of the worst offenders of just stretching things. There were so many unanimated still shot of reactions where the camera slowly pans over an unmoving character and then does it for every character in the scene. And there's yeah. like eight characters. Yeah. There are just minutes, so many minutes wasted of screen time here on scenes that don't, they don't detract, but they definitely don't add to the story. And the story would probably really benefit from being told at a pace that wasn't trying to stretch this out so the manga can get ahead of us. Mm-hmm. If it was just told in the way that was just this is the story that we're telling, it would really benefit from that. And even despite all of that, with the exception of the Team Guy stuff, the story told in these six episodes is excellent. And it takes too long to get there. But when you're in the story and when the story is moving, it's good. This is really good storytelling. And despite all of the, uh, you know, pacing pitfalls that they fall into here, it still works. Yeah. And so Gara comes back to life. The Sand Ninja are like, yay! And then in the next episode, they're going to visit Chiyo's grave, and everybody's like, aww. And that's the end of that story. Um, it's that- so funny, too, because they're like, Chiyo's last... She never wanted to be buried with a headstone. and But we did it anyway because of the sacrifice that she made for the village, and this way people can pay respects to her. And this was so Japanese because it's like, you know, in in Japan, there's much more of a sense that you can communicate with um, ancestors that have passed on. And that's a really sort of pervasive cultural idea. And so from the Japanese standpoint, this was really lovely. She did a great thing. Many people will be grateful to her. And this this 
you know, memorial will serve as a touchstone for her, them to communicate with her and for her to hear those communications. And without it, maybe the communication would be too scattered or there wouldn't be, the, you know, it, people wouldn't be focused on it in the way that they will be now. From a Western perspective, I was just like, so her last wish <laughs> was that she does not have a tombstone. And then she died. They were like, well, fuck that. We're going to make a tombstone for her. <laughs> yeah. And on the on the tombstone, they engraved her last uh, her last quote, which is, please don't make me a tombstone. <laughs> And like on it, the picture above it is just one of those tombstone pizzas, and like uh, the the person at the grave is just like <laughs> wordplay. Um, anyways, <laughs> let's uh, let's go into episode thirty-two, uh, the plot heaviest of all of the episodes, uh, Return of the Kazikage. Um, this episode has really really important things that are going to happen um Deidara is going to be like i i i'm gonna dig up out of the ground with no arms how i don't know um yeah he blew himself up earlier but somehow that was a a clone and he did we didn't cut away from him i know he chewed Adjust. up the clay and then he blew up so i don't know at what point i know Anyways, um, so uh, Datara's there uh, being awful. Um, and then we have uh, introduction of some other really important characters. Um, there is going to be, I uh, cannot remember for the life of me. Um, Zetsu? I, I never can pronounce that name correctly. I th- Zetsu? It's Zetsu, yeah. right? Okay, anyways. Um, and then there's He's another the guy. flytrap dude that we've seen a few times. Yeah, then there's another guy that we see and we're just like, oh, he seems like a fun guy. And his name is Toby. And Toby, uh, contrary to most people's beliefs at this point, uh, does not work in human resources. Um, but <laughs> instead is a guy that's just wearing a mask and running around just being a cartoon character and i understand that this is anime and it is all cartoons but he is closer to a looney tune at this point um yeah he almost works on cartoon logic yeah he is super silly and ridiculous um and uh we are going to eventually get to serious toby but not for a long time and Honestly, I sort of like cartoon Toby more than I like uh, serious Toby, but that's just me. Uh, I like them both because I think they really benefit each other. Toby is a great character. So he he wants to be in the Akatsuki. And now that Sasori has died, he's like, I'm going to take his ring. I will be a member of the organization. And I'm so excited about it. And... For me, this is, again, kind of harkening back to when I first saw this in high school. The Akatsuki was such a a scary and exciting organization that anybody who would be allowed to join it was, by the very association with the Akatsuki, a dangerous and exciting character. And then along comes this asshole who is just a goofball. He the, The first and only thing you see is he finds the ring and then he drops it. So he's like this klutz. He's this comedic character. He's actually funny. Like he's not one of those stupid comedic relief characters that we don't think is funny and we hate. Like he's actually funny, but he's funny in this way where you're just like, what is this buffoon doing? And I remember being like, if he is this buffoonish and they're still like, you can join us. What is this guy hiding? And we'll find out later on that he is 
actually very dangerous when push comes to shove. And it is such a good reveal because it, for me, was the culmination of this sort of obvious bait and switch that is there to build the tension. And it worked so well. The other thing for Toby is that he wears a very iconic mask. It is, it's got one eye hole and the, the mask is a bright orange mask that has a sort of swirl pattern, like swirling into the eye hole. And the swirl pattern, it, it's it's like a spiral. It's almost like when Kakashi uses his Mangekyo Sharingan and makes like a portal, the screen squir- swirls. It's a swirl like that, or maybe kind of like Naruto's uh, Rasengan. And so spir- spirals and swirls are very prominent iconography in the Naruto world. And it's on his mask. And how interesting. What an interesting character. Yeah. Anyways, um, we're going to cut away from him uh, to the Leaf Ninja going home. And then the really important thing that we are going to be introduced to at the very end of this episode is a new character. Um, he is going to be being told, um, by a mysterious man who is mysteriously mystery, um, he is telling (laughs) this mysterious boy who tells you straight up that he's just like, I don't understand facial recognition. Um, I don't, uh, know how to smile or do anything. And I'm just like, you're sad. And that's our character that's named Sai and Sai, uh, here's a... Here's a crazy thing that I did not remember at all about Sai is that the 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 older guy whose name I cannot remember, he will be relevant later. Uh, the older guy who is giving him his orders is like, your name will be Sai for the duration of this mission. Yep. And I was like, what? I thought his name just was Sai because he goes by it for the rest of the series. <laughs> and I don't, I'm like, well, what is his real name? What the fuck? They call him Sai in Boruto. <laughs> like, what? This is just a fake name? He liked it so much, he kept it. Um, yeah. And uh, he's going to be assigned to Naruto's team. Um, and Assigned that... to, to Naruto's team. Oh, my God. Anyways, uh, let's... Uh... <laughs> Let's uh let's depart after that and we'll uh we'll, <laughs> we'll see you after these credits for a a uh, a peek into what's coming up next week. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. Sound editing is done by Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Get Jumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday. And hey, thanks for listening. Hello, anime fans. My name is Jeremy, and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind, a site dedicated to all things geeky. 
from video games to anime, D&D, board games, comics, and more. Since 2015, we've worked to provide fresh geek content and reviews every week. A big part of our content expansion has been the creation of our very own podcast network, of which this very show is a part of. And if you're listening to this, chances are you need no introduction to Blake and Spencer, who offer two shows every week covering anime and manga series, both new and old. However, if you're looking for more podcasts to fill your commute, or maybe your new working from home arrangement, we've got a few other shows to spotlight that would be a great addition to any Geeks Media menu. First, there's Comic Book Keepers, where you can join Lance and Chris as they discuss comic books, heroes, and their impact on our lives. If comics aren't really your thing, maybe you're looking to find something exciting out in the geekosphere, do a little exploring, maybe, you can check out John and Ben's Geek Exploration podcast. They cover a variety of topics from video games to the latest Disney announcements, game shows, and more. A real grab bag of geekdom and a fantastic addition to your weekly listening. Maybe you're a Dungeons and Dragons fan. Well, I would invite you to join the Knights of the Rolled Table, a comedic and family-friendly audio drama featuring a cast of improv actors bringing their unique flair to D&D. Whatever your geeky interests, chances are we've got a podcast for you, and we're excited to offer convention access, giveaway content, and more as part of our continued partnership with Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. See you next time. Next week on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, we're watching Yu Yu Hakusho episodes 42 through 44. Blake, I finally figured out if you go to the store and you walk down to the refrigerated aisle, um, there are little bitty, um, they they call them uh, party hot dogs, and they're like little teeny tiny ones. And we can take those and then we can uh, get those with a full size thing of croissants um, and we can like strip them into little teeny tiny ones and we can roll them up and then they can be piglets and blankies. Blake. Blake. <laughs>